Look at you. You got your you got your fear of God on already. Absolutely. I had to. Hold on. Can you see it? Oh yeah. There we go. There we go. It's been um actually tapes. Do you follow tapes on Instagram? Yeah. Uh he's been helping me get some fear of God stuff because the last launch, the one where they had like the black, the cream, and then just the gray, I couldn't get any of it. Everywhere I went, like it just sold or it took forever to like load. So he's been like sending me a bunch of stuff because I feel like I'll be okay wearing their collaborative like partners to work versus Nike. So yeah, so we got this. Yeah, and uh, I think Kit actually launched or released a bunch of essential stuff this week too. Oh, really? Yeah, I was just on there a little while ago and it was, but it was, I think it was mostly all, actually it was mostly all XL that was left which was surprising uh-huh. to me all right is it surprising yeah excel like, is okay. like the size that but, goes it's like always always but their brand is bigger you definitely have to size down with a sensor essential socials right because i got a medium and these are pretty big oh really yeah i don't know i don't own any essentials so that's surprising yeah i'm i like i like the stuff but i just i don't know there's something is it too basic for you? No, it is not. It is actually oh, okay. perfect. Like I think oh. people, I think people assume that my aesthetic is wilder than it is. Yeah. I'm very, I'm very simple. It's all blacks, grays, blues, greens. Like it's all yeah. very simple. I have like, I have maybe 10 sweatshirts like that are gray, that are this color. Oh, wow. But it's like, how many do I need? That's true. That's true. I feel like you men have to have like five of the same color, but they're all significantly little difference. Like a little, yeah. you gotta have those little differences. I have that. I have the same thing with, uh, with like black and um, like I have a black, I had a black, it was like cashmere. It wasn't a cashmere sweater, but it lasted me like 10 years. It was just a black crew neck. And like, I started to get holes right here. And mm-hmm. so now I, I don't have like a, a just a crew neck black sweater that yeah. I could wear because um, I used to wear it like if I had an interview or if I had to dress up or something and now I now I don't have it and so I have to replace that and I think I'm gonna have to buy like two or three just so I have a, a rotation because that that was like a staple for me yeah yeah but you gotta have like the basics I like the basics but I am kind of excited that they started to do color for the essentials line Mm-hmm. Um, I, I will say that ALD does like really good colors. Right. Like that's what I like. I like the colors that they do. And I wish essentials did them at their price point because ALD true. is just way is too expensive for me. Mm-hmm. So that has been like the only thing that kind of like, I wish that the essentials fear guidelines did was like offer more color. It's not bold color, right? It's like, yeah. like burgundy. This is probably one of the most colors they've sent out, like they put out. And yeah. I think I bought this color because it matches the the shoestrings on my Amonier threes. So otherwise, I probably wouldn't have got it. I think that that was the only reason why I got it because I had something to actually wear it with. <laughs> yeah, well, not anymore. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I didn't even think that far, clearly. 
<laughs> but also I can wear it to work. So there's that. That's true. Yeah. But I do want to talk about like your journey to, okay. to Adidas. And um, obviously I know that you worked in sneakers before. And uh-huh. I'm just curious why, like, why was that something that you felt you needed to to do? And and when and when did you say, hey, I gotta be, I gotta go back to sneakers? Ooh, uh, okay, so good question. Let's let's rewind to like my history then. So I worked at Foot Locker as soon as I turned 16. I knew the manager at the Foot Locker in Arizona, Fiesta Mall. If there's anybody in from Arizona, they know that that was the mall. Um, so as soon as I started, turned 16, I was there working at Foot Locker. I think I was there for five, six years throughout the end of middle college. And then at that point, it was just like, you don't make enough money working retail. Although my boss worked, um, uh, was making good, good money, but the sales associates and like assistant managers, you don't make any money whatsoever. And they work you like a dog. So yeah, yeah. in college, then I switched and got like a regular nine to five job. And then when I graduated, I got a, another regular nine to five job that will, something I can use with my degree So left retail at that point, fresh out of college, I wasn't working retail um, for like a good, I think the last three years in between. And then I got, after I got my first job out of college, I got my second job, which was the city um, in Phoenix and working there. I think like the first two years, I was just like really bored with my time. I was like, I had too much time on my hands. You know, that was that age where we were partying like crazy. I lived with my best friend near Scottsdale. So we were out, you know, Thursday through Monday. So I decided to get a part-time job and I got a job with Nike in Scottsdale. You hear, you hear Greg and George talk talk about it, uh, Scottsdale quarter. I was actually working there for like a good two years and I truly only left, um, because they changed their part-time hours. You only had to work 20 hours a week, which was doable for someone only working 40 hours a week, right? Mm -hmm. Um, They changed it to, you had to work 30 hours a week. So I literally would be working eight days straight in order just to work there. And there was one guy, his his name was Herm. He was working as an accountant for PF Chang's. And his goal was like to work at Nike headquarters, you only have to work five years um, to be like grandfathered in at Nike, fun fact, uh, in order to get a lifetime discount. So yeah, so fun fact, you only have to work five years. So he was like already at that like five-year mark and I think or close to it. And he started applying for jobs at Nike at headquarters and finally got in. And I was just like, that's what I'm going to do. Like, I'm going to, you know, take this time as a retail associate, like how hard could it really get in? It's actually really hard, (laughs) even from a sales associate. Like it's actually really hard to be able to use your career path and get into Nike from that, from that way. So after I think what, two years, two and a half years, um, left Nike and then just start, just kept my nine to five. And then as you know, what, two years, almost two years ago now, I moved to Houston and moving here. I mean, it's been quite a bit of a journey personally for me, just because 
I've been out outside of my comfort zone. You know, I've done quite a bit of like personal and accomplishments that I've had for myself, which was one of them was being, um, getting into an MBA program and that MBA program, I envisioned it to help me get into that career path because I'm currently in purchasing. So purchasing procurement, you know what that is, right? Should I, or should I go into detail a bit? And I, I have a, uh, one of my best friends is in purchasing procurement. So. Okay. But yeah, so, you can explain if you want. Yeah, yeah. So from my first job out of college to my job that I just left today, I've been doing purchasing straight from um, a bit different in all, all three roles. But so what I've been doing this last, what, two years here in Houston is non-specific uh, professional service purchasing. So I solicit services for on behalf of the city. Um, I think one of my most recent ones was a managed print contract. So it managed all of the 900 plus devices um, for this on behalf of the city. So it ranged on any type of service as long as it was a professional service. Um, so that's essentially what I did in a nutshell. Um, I bought things with the city's money, so to speak. <laughs> um, so I knew like, I'm really good at it. I'm good at planning. I'm good at strategic planning, obviously, um, in that case, and I'm good at negotiating. So I didn't want to like sacrifice my career because I put in you can definitely, you definitely have a upward career path with this. I mean, you, you end up as a CPO eventually. Um, but with the MBA program, I knew I was going to go back. I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do with it. I knew I wasn't going to do the MPA program, which is the public administration. Um, Cause a couple of people I talked with, they were like, you already work for a municipality. Basically that program just teaches you how to be in that, that community, so to speak. But um, so I just was like, okay, well, what's my next program? So I started looking at programs and Houston, I mean, not surprisingly is a huge supply chain, um, city. So they had those programs here, uh, just applied and was just like, okay, well, let's, let's figure out. Cause procurement is a sector of supply chain, um, a little bit different, obviously, but they both kind of intertwine a bit. So yeah, I really didn't think I was gonna get into this next phase until I got my MBA, but I had always been searching like on LinkedIn. I'm very active on LinkedIn. I I've been applying, like I've applied for numerous jobs with Nike, not necessarily Adida, but definitely um, kept my eye open with a couple of their positions. And I really don't even remember when I applied. I try to go back and look at when I actually applied for this position. I couldn't, I couldn't tell you when I applied. Man. Yeah. So and it's, it's been the, like active. It's been like an active like pursuit for you for a while of like, I gotta be at Nike, I gotta be at Adidas to a lesser extent, but yeah. one of the big brands, right? Yeah. Well, and I and it was, the whole focus was to not give up my current career path. Like that was that was my main focus is I how do I leverage what I've been doing in the public sector yeah. and transition my history with retail. And combine those two so that and, was all that was my focus and so now that you've secured this position with adidas is it really much exactly what you're doing now or is it going to be out of your comfort zone or is it a learning going to be a learning curve or what it's i think it's going to be everything i think what exactly what you said i mean it's still purchasing so i'm still going to be doing non-specific procurement 
non-product. So I won't be buying uh, materials or anything like that. It'll still be focused on uh, like a commodities, commercial, professional service type of thing, but it won't be, I won't be stuck in. So when I interviewed with them, they did ask me what I wanted to do, like type of purchasing. And one of the other positions that is available to me is to do retail. And that focuses on anything, any type of purchasing that goes into a retail store outlet other than product. So like the fixtures, the lights, you know, um, yeah, yeah. things like that. Um, that's, that's the type of purchasing I might be working on. So there's definitely going to be a learning curve um, because I'm used to a formal type of procurement process. Obviously with the city, you use taxpayer funding and a budget. So you definitely need, make, need to make sure you use a transparency, you know, standard procurement just because if you get questioned on why you're buying certain things, you can back it up. So they have a less formal procurement, obviously in the public sector and obviously with Adidas, but um, yeah. So I think that's gonna be a kind of a different realm for me, although I have my background in purchasing, so that'll help, but it's definitely gonna be new. And so obviously Adidas was, was, was second on your list. Nike was first on your list. Is there any I'm not going to confirm. I know. I know I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> cut that out. Is there any? Was there any reluctance to go to Adidas, thinking about like Nike? Because because you are a big Nike person. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's a secret. I think right. anyone can like look at your social media yeah. and know. <laughs> no, that's true. So, okay, so kind of let me tell you uh, what happened. So when I found out I got invited for like, you know, the HR screening, um, it took kind of a couple of weeks to move forward to the actual interview process. And when I was confirmed for the second round, so there was three interviews for Adidas in this position. When I was confirmed for the second round, I randomly got a LinkedIn message from a Nike recruiter for a similar position. So I thought, um, because the, de the description she had in that message, it said director level, which don't get me wrong, I would love to shoot for director level, but I feel like I have probably a couple more years um, until that happens. So I was trying to connect with her before my trip to Paris and we couldn't because I felt like she had the description wrong. So I was trying to see Hey, I want to hear about it. If it's truly director level, then I, I'm not interested, you know, maybe in the future. But if it was, I did like a quick search. They had a procurement manager role advertised with Nike. So I think she just got the titles wrong because it said it reported to director of um, something, something procurement. But I was never able to connect with her. And then after, so when I got that message, I was like, okay let me really think about this, you know, like Nike is clear, you know, like that's always been the career path I thought I would en end up at, but they never connected with me. I think I had a really long conversation um, with Mike about it because it was just like, are you sure you want to do, you know, like you've always wanted this route, but if Adidas is willing to look at me with the current experience I have, like, why wouldn't I go that route? Why would I, why would I wait to stick with this? Why would I have loyalty to one company, which they didn't even have the audacity to call me back. Cause I messaged her one time after, um, 
I got back from Paris and all she said to me was, well, I'll review your resume with the hiring manager and got, and get back to you. And I haven't heard from her since. So, oh man. But I also feel like that's how competitive Nike is. Like so many people, more people apply for Nike than they do obviously Adidas, although they're, you know, one and two, but so many people want to get into Nike. Okay. And so now um, thinking about like jumping into the, the three stripes pool, like what does that feel like? How does that feel for you? Is it exciting because it's because it's, you know, it's, it's, it's sort of like a brand, like you want it to be at, but also is it sort of a little bit of a letdown? Do you have any sort of apprehension because you haven't spent time in the Adidas world? I don't think it's a letdown. I probably wouldn't use that word for it. I mean, it's a div a bit nerve wracking because how much of a stance I had for Nike, obviously, like, I'm just like, okay, well now I'm switching sides. So, um, I mean, I'm definitely excited to be all in, like, I'm definitely going to be all in, um, with Adidas. I might still be headshots from the time being on any type of social media. You don't see what I'm wearing on my feet <laughs> until I up that type of collection. But, um, I think I'm a bit more excited to learn more about Adidas than I've ever had because I've always had that bias and I didn't really care. Like even an undergrad, I went to ASU and they were always a Nike uh, company, a Nike sponsored uh, college. So when they transitioned to Adidas, I was so like, Ugh, why, you know, like why? And I didn't, and I had no reason to like say why I didn't like Adidas. It was just like, I've been born and raised in Nike. So that was what I was accustomed to, so. But now it's sort of like an exciting time to sort of be joining Adidas, right? Um, you know, I think Jerry Lorenzo going there, um, having having that signing and having that sort of buzz and anticipation, it it is sort of like an interesting sort of period to be joining Adidas. So I'm curious, like, what what do you know or what have you learned about Adidas in the past week since you've like sort of joined the team? informally that that excites you or that you're really excited about besides like the actual work work sure. portion I think what has excited me so far is that they're extremely bold so I don't know if you saw last week with their new um product launch of the 27th um sports bra for women yeah. <laughs> I had a couple people at my current role come up to me or send it to me like what's with them and I'm like well you know like it was definitely a bold marketing I will say that um thankfully I don't deal with marketing or products so I'm not in my realm but I, I I'm excited to see um them on that aspect because they're willing to take chances whereas Nike you know they stand on a certain side of the line and we've seen it previously right these last couple of months um, so I'm excited to see like Adidas be that company that's willing to step outside of that, that gray line. And I think that, I think that marketing was one of them. Cause I don't think anybody expected to see breast on Twitter at 9am, <laughs> wherever you were at, you know, um, but to each its own, I think as a woman, I can appreciate it. Do I feel like I wanted to see all of those? No, I probably would have wanted to see the sports bras, but Hey, I got people's attention, just like 
Kanye, right? He gets people attention with everything he does on social media. So, so speaking of Kanye, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to ask about Kanye. Uh huh. Are you are you are you pro Yeezy or are you sort of in the middle? Do you not have any 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 comment? No comment on Yeezy on the brand or him. The brand, the brand, oh, okay. and his involvement with with Adidas. Like, are are is it, do do you see Yeezys in your future? Are you thinking absolutely. about absolutely, absolutely? You thinking about oh, absolutely. oh, you're gonna cop, you're gonna cop some V twos, and you'll, you'll definitely see me wearing some Yeezys here in the near future. Oh wow, okay, yeah. okay, yeah, definitely. I mean, how do you? Well, I'm not even gonna say that. I'll tell you offline um, that part. But yeah, you'll definitely see me wearing Yeezys without a doubt, without a doubt. Are there any sneakers that, because um, I'm sure you've been looking, are there any sneakers from Adidas right now that have caught your eye that you wouldn't have considered beforehand? Um, well, Yeezys for one. I would I would have never bought Yeezys before this. Yeezys mm-hmm. one. Um, this is so shallow of me, but the Prada Adidas one, I don't know if I would have oh. bought it before working for, I don't, I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I would have bought it before I worked at Adidas, but now I, I'm like, that's one I have to have in my collection. Like, it's a really good collab, um, but it's a shell toe. So it's like simple, you know, nothing too crazy. Um, really high quality leather. I heard, I heard it's really high quality leather. It's really, yeah. it's really a lot a lot better constructed than most of the other shell toes. So, you know, you're going to get that high quality product. So I don't, it's a great shoe. It's just, I don't, I, I think for, I think the interesting thing about going to a brand is that you are sort of limited or you have to sort of limit yourself in terms of what you're purchasing. Right. Cause like I have to wear something that's Adidas in, in a lot of situations now when I would have had to wear when I would have had a had a wide choice, right? And now I have to limit myself. So yeah, something like that makes sense. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I'm I'm now now doing more research on like um the collaborations that they've done um on Dita side, just to like broaden the collection that I can get and like where. Um so you'll see me in Bape. I'm definitely gonna get some Bape um for sure. Essentials, obviously. Um if I can get my hands on those Prada for sure. Um, I think one of the ones I'm like really nervous about transitioning and actually wearing, and you're going to laugh at this and you're going to poke fun, but they're Nike running the running shoes for Adidas. Like I'm obviously going to have to transition to Adidas. So that one, I'm like extremely nervous because I love my Nike running shoes. Like they've always done. I mean, you hear people are like Nike running shoes are not that great, you know, but that's one I'm extremely nervous about, but excited because I've never given Adidas a chance with their running shoes. So we'll see. I get it because it's funny because with Adidas, they're not considered like there's not even a conversation about Adidas running shoes, right? Like like they're not in the top three. Well, right? yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it'd be questionable to say that they were in the top five of, of running shoes, right. Of running brands. Um, depending on the type of running, I think they might be the type of running, like the long distance running. I don't know. Well, 
I think they might be tough because I looked some, I did research because I'm hoping to get into London and they were, um, Adidas was a London sponsor like five years ago or so. Um, and I know they're sponsoring Boston and 23. So yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to see if I can use my connection (laughs) to get into Boston. Um, but yeah, I think they're really good because I do follow a couple um, Adidas running captains, like one in New York. And I think one just popped up in LA um, and the guy in New York, like all he runs in is Adidas, um, obviously, but I think they're getting up there. Wait, who's your top three running shoes? Uh, like long distance running, not your runners. It'd probably be... Um... Nike, Brooks. Okay. And it'd be either, uh, either be Saucony or it'd be Hoka. Wow. Okay. We need to do top five then. Cause I've got Asics in there. Yeah. Or Asics. Asics is, a, Asics is probably like a, a four, like yeah. four B depending. And Adidas would not be your fifth. I'm trying to think who would, who, because uh, I think it would be either Adidas or New Balance, but I think New Balance kind of well, edges them a little bit. Um, yeah, I could see that because I was pers- I was just about to say New Balance, no, because I personally don't like New Balance running. I know um, people that, I'm, I'm in that world, I'm in that circle a little bit more, yeah, so I understand. That's true. I don't, because I'm wondering, because I guess my question would be, what is the Adidas long distance running silhouette? Because I don't, because I think I I've can think of everyone's kind of top running silhouette, but I can't, I can't picture Adidas's in my head right now. They've, they've recently uh, released some new ones. So at the top of my head, I couldn't tell you what the silhouette name is, but I've seen, I've had a couple on my list that I'm like, okay, let me try this out. Let me see mm-hmm. how it goes. Um, but at the top of my head, I, I don't know what they're called. But I think they're getting up there. I think they're building their momentum because um, now they they have, you know, their captains in certain areas. I mean, LA is big. New York is big. I don't know where else they have any yet, but we'll see when Boston next year, how that yeah. goes. So, yeah. They have, so the, the thing about Adidas that I really like is um, they have a, they have a very deep catalog. I think that they can seem a little bit frenetic when they like, are accessing different lines and pulling mm-hmm. out different silhouettes. Um, I I recorded something on Tuesday with someone that's a big Adidas guy, and we were talking about the Sean Weatherspoon. The what was the Adidas that he did? I can't think of the name of it right now, but it so had like, like a little pouch on the top. Camping one. Cricket. Yeah, is it like a camp? It looks like a camping shoe, right? Like yeah. a trail shoe. Like a trail yeah, shoe. Like a trail shoe. Yeah, yeah. Like I feel like they have a bunch of cool silhouettes like that, but mm-hmm. they don't they don't regularly like promote or bring those things out. And so that's always been like sort of like a a disappointment for me because I'm like, ah, yeah, keep it going, just keep it going, keep it going. I still feel like they're stri- trying to find their niche, they you are. know, because I think I just had a conversation with somebody. I was like, I don't personally look at Adidas as um, that they have like a lifestyle, uh, brand with brand. Like it's yeah. not like, 
how Nike does, you know, like you can casually wear Nike as a lifestyle culture and Adidas. I'm not really seeing it. I do see like, well, actually I lied. Ivy park is a lifestyle brand. So there's that. So they're upping with that, but like in general, um, Adidas by itself, like, I don't see it as a lifestyle. So that's what I was just like, Hmm, Mm. that's going to be interesting. Yeah. But I can wear like hoodies to work. So it's not like I'm going to be dressing up all day, every day type of thing. But I would prefer to see a, a bit more lifestyle outside of Ivy Park. Yeah, I think. So the funny thing is we kind of talked about what sort of the problem is with with Adidas, because I feel like they have really cool products. Like I I think I think I maybe picked up two, maybe three Adidas last year. Mm-hmm. Um but the problem, and this kind of ties into what you just said, which is the lifestyle. I can't picture and I don't visualize and there's never any good imagery around people wearing their stuff in a lifestyle manner, right? Like, yeah. like if you think about anything, any of the shell toes, like think about the Prada shell toe. I don't think I've ever seen a picture of someone wearing the Prada shell toe with like a dope fit where I was like, oh, that's dope, right? Like, that's true. But if yeah. you think of anything Nike that was like, that like gets you going, even stuff, and we were talking, this is the, the example that I use, like the Lightning Fours. For me, I'm like, eh, it's too late. Like for me, I'm like, they came out too late. They should have dropped those like 10 years ago, right? right. And so right. this year when everybody was going, or last year when everybody was going nuts over them, I was like, well, eh. It doesn't it's not a big thing for me and right. then yesterday uh a few days ago i was watching uh nigel sylvester he posted a video and he was like wearing like black leather pants and the lightning fours and i'm like man those are dope i kind of want to <laughs> <laughs> yes but awesome. like that's what nike does is they like nike does. Mm-hmm. they put it on someone and make it look dope and then you're like oh i kind of want it i could pull that off or i could do that and that's the problem with sort of like the Adidas, even the Ivy Park stuff, right? Because they put it on someone and you're like, where would I wear that? I don't, I can't visualize myself in that. So that's funny you say that because, okay, two things. So I think, I think Adidas still focuses on being a running, a sports, sports. company, right? Not running, but like a sports company where Nike has branched off into that lifestyle. Like everybody considers Nike to be a lifestyle now, right? But Adidas still focuses, their focus is still considered a sports company because you do see more of their athletic wear, right? In soccer, I don't know where else. Basketball, there's a lot of basketball. Oh, they do have basketball. They do have basketball. basketball. Yeah. And I mean, like colleges, like they're still competing with Nike as college sponsors. So there's there's that too. Um, But Ivy Park, I personally... And I think it, it could just be like a woman's thing, right? A woman's community where we, I actually see women wear Ivy Park out. I oh. do. Yeah. So, go. cause I, I had that conversation with Greg and he's always, you know, he doesn't have, now he likes Ivy Park, but <laughs> he's always been against Ivy Park. Like, where do you see that? Where do you go? And I'm like, I think it's more like just of a women's thing. Like we're, we're into it. We're buying into it. Um, so I've seen women wear it casually. Yeah, yeah I, I haven't seen anything. I always am kind of like looking and it, it always is like, there's like 30 pieces they'll release. And then like five of them seem like they're reasonable to be worn out in public on a regular daily basis. 
That's and then true. the rest is all like, man, this is runway stuff. This is, yeah, this is really like music video stuff. I don't know who's rocking this. But then again, I'm in New England, right? So it's very the sensibilities are very different. Yeah. <laughs> it is both. Yeah, the, the pantsuit, like I saw someone wear that for Valentine's Day, the yeah. Ivy Park pantsuit. So, and I was like, well, that's you know, that's of course, like that, that. Of course, I would wear that. I mean, if I bought it, I'd wear it for Valentine's Day too. So yeah. Yeah. But, but yeah, no, I, I can, I've, and I live in Houston. So like style here in Ivy park here is pretty big. So. Yeah. I can imagine. I yeah. can imagine. So, so, so going back to Nike, have you, have you flipped any Nikes? Have you sold anything off? I will never, Oof. I will never, there's not a single shoe in my collection that I would ever sell. I'd give it away before I sell it. Wow, really? I have, a, I have a big stance on resale and I, I won't say too much on it or negatively because I know a lot of resale friends, but yeah, no, no. Interesting. Mm -hmm. So you're not, you're not planning on downsizing your Nike collection at all? Nope. Mm -mm. If I, if I do get rid of any Nikes, I give them away. I gave quite a few away when I moved to Houston, um, yeah. but I would never resell um, any of my shoes stuff going in the storage or no I don't have that big of a shoe collection That's yeah That's I don't have that big so I think I think even after this last year I'm still less than 100 and I've bought I think this last year I bought quite a bit of shoes yeah how many so, did you bring back from Paris four three I bought two I bought two shoes in Paris oh, okay that's not bad yeah. that wasn't bad I still bought a lot of other things I did really well at kit really well I really like those Supreme, those, those wheat Air Force that was ones. A good one. Yeah, that was a good one. That was I was a good pickup. upset at Supreme though, because if you know anything about shopping in Paris, like anything over a hundred dollars, you can get your tax back and they don't participate in it. So I would have gotten the Supremes under retail. Like I did my Sakai <laughs> blazers. <laughs> so I got, I got the Sakai blazers under retail. Wow. Because I got tax back on it. That's nice. That's yeah. really nice. Yeah. Oh man. So what is so has Adidas given you any guidelines as far as like what to wear, when to wear it? I'm sure. Not yet. So I'm sure during orientation they might, but I do yeah. have a friend who kind of helped me through the hiring, the hiring process or the interview process. Um, he worked for Nike or Adidas. Wow. I need to get that under control. Um, he worked for Adidas and left back in June. And the sole reason he only left was because, um, they were still, they were still doing like a hybrid schedule where you had to go back in office and him and his wife wanted to move back to Arizona. So he was just like, they won't, they wouldn't let me work remotely in Arizona. So he left. So he kind of told me like, it depends, but he's has, he's seen and has heard situations where people get reprimanded for not wearing their brand outside of work outside of work yeah Ooh. Mm -hmm. so that's why I made that comment where I'm like okay well I'm still gonna wear my shoes obviously like that's my money you can't tell me what I can't do with my money but um my pictures are gonna be headshot <laughs> they're gonna be headshots or close friends only who I know won't you know share what I'm wearing outside of work but yeah so he kind of told me like be prepared and I'm like okay but I mean, I haven't talked to my boss and he, well, I have, but he's like super casual. He's, he showed up to my interview with a hoodie on. 
So yeah, like I'm just, I know I'll probably be fine working under him and stuff, but you know, the higher you go up might change. And so you're moving to Portland. Oh, okay. Oh, so, so, so that I think in itself probably brings its own set of like challenges when it comes to wearing other brands, because you're in such close proximity to, to, uh, to the enemy. Yeah. And I've, and I've, I've heard some stories too, just about people, you know, being out and about and being in uh, opposing, opposing brands territory yeah. with the wrong brand on or with the right brand on and how that, how that can come back. It's going to be a learning curve because I do have, I do have quite a friend, quite a bit of friends in Portland. They all work for Nike. And I'm not going to not see them or hang out with them. Right. Um, So that's going to be interesting. However, I will say one of the directors that I interviewed with, he came from Nike. So I'm going to, I'm going to pick his brain a bit more because he obviously has a collection. So I don't think you work for Nike and don't have a Nike collection. Um, So I'm, I'm curious to see how he goes about his personal life outside of Adidas. Yeah. That's definitely going to be an interesting challenge. And it's such a, it's such a weird, it's such a weird, it's such a weird thing. I mean, um, I don't, I don't think I've ever had, oh no, I do. Never mind. I do have that problem, but it's, it's very different. Um, it's very different. Like I can't, I can't actively wear burgundy in the fall. Like that would be, that would be a very faux pas. Okay. Yeah. Like I can't do that, yeah. right? I yeah. especially can't do it on, you know, on the week that we have our our, yeah. our fall game with Harvard, right? So that's true. Mm-hmm. But I do see people on campus like wearing Harvard T-shirts and stuff, and I'm like, man, the disrespect, real. But, but are they? But are they faculty? It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't. I mean, if you're going to school there, I yeah, I don't think it care. I don't think it matters for students. I don't think it matters for students. No, it matters. Maybe after. I don't feel like I was, oh, no, no. Yeah, because you wouldn't see, you wouldn't see anybody wearing U of A at ASU. Like you might get jumped at ASU. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I get that. Okay, I get that. I get that. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be. I guess I get it. I guess I get it a little bit, but it's a, it's very interesting dynamic. It's a very interesting dynamic. Um, Have you ever been to Portland? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I've been to I've been to Nike's headquarters. And what's your experience with with Portland? What is you think how do you think of of part Portland in comparison to like your experience moving to Houston? Ooh, I think I'm gonna have a culture shock. Again, I had a culture shock moving to to Houston, yeah. but I'm definitely gonna have a culture shock now leaving Houston and going to Portland. Cause I feel like Portland is young. Um, but I don't feel like it's as diverse as Houston, obviously. I don't think anybody, anything gets as diverse as Houston, especially headed towards the South, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I'm going to definitely have a culture shock. Um, the rain might get annoying a while a couple, after a couple of months. So I think the rain is definitely going to get annoying. Um, but I, I'm more excited for the greenery. Cause I grew up in Arizona, you know, we have our land, we, we have the desert, but we still have mountains and stuff to look at. 
Um, and here in Houston, we don't have anything like that. So I'm excited for the greenery yeah. and the trail runs out there because they have, they have trail runs out there. But yeah, food, I, I will food, like the, that the food shock is going to be. I know. I know. So I try to like delay my move from Houston as long as I can. And I'm still like trying to push for it because I don't necessarily want to leave Houston because uh, I do enjoy living here, but yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be quite of a change, I will say. And I'm in between Seattle and San Francisco, which I guess, I mean, I'll never be a Mariners fan, but I definitely won't be a Giants fan. <laughs> How far is it from San Francisco? Um, I don't know, actually. That's a good question. Easy. I know from Seattle, it's a two hour drive and San Francisco is definitely further from Portland. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah. San Francisco is the city. If I, if I ever considered ever moving outside of the New England area, uh-huh. San Francisco would be the city. Really? I mean, I love San Francisco. Don't it's get me wrong. I so love expensive. San Francisco. It that's that was the thing I was like, as I would prefer to live move to LA before San Francisco, and even LA is expensive, but San Francisco is just crazy expensive. Yeah, no, I can never live in LA. I can live in San Francisco though. Really? You just yeah, don't I love, love it. LA. <laughs> I'm not. I don't know. There's something about it. There's something about it that um, that that rubs me the wrong way. The same for New York, to be perfectly okay. honest, because I can't, I couldn't live in New York either because I'm yeah. just, I don't know. I don't know. It's just something very different about both of those cities that's very different than everywhere in between. Absolutely. And so like, I love, I love San Francisco. I loved the time that I spent there and it was very, I don't know, it was very different, but it felt very East Coast in ways. Mm-hmm. that I really appreciated um but I haven't been to Portland and I haven't been to like the northwest yeah. but I would love to because I love the uh like you said the greenery yeah mm-hmm. I mean we have it too but it, it's a little different out there right oh yeah I'm inviting any and everybody to Portland like you get the best of both worlds like I have friends that work at Nike so you can go toward Nike and then you can come toward Adidas like who what sneakerhead wouldn't love that yeah. So, how far is how far is Beaverton from Portland? Beaverton's like 15 minutes from Portland. Oh, so it's it's really close. Super close, yeah. Oh man. Is there like a dividing line where people live? <laughs> I don't know. Oh well, I do know like I think the two people that I've talked to about living in Portland, they live in Hill, Hillsboro, which I think is closer to Beaverton for most people. Um, so I'm, I'm assuming that's where a lot of the Nike employees are at. Um, but I don't know where that line is because Adidas, the office is in Portland. So like, if you Google it on a map, you'll see Portland, um, the name, right. And then you go up just a bit North and you'll see Adidas, um, their headquarters there. Interesting. So the other thing that sort of came up very recently with regard, well, it was more with Nike, Um, And I haven't heard anything about it from Adidas. And I'm curious if you've heard anything about it from Adidas is uh, the whole vaccine mandate. You were going to bring that up. (laughs) Oh, you did? You thought I I was, 
I, 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 didn't, I knew that's what you were headed to. So, yeah. Yeah. So I have to ask, like, mm -hmm. is, was that something that they're on the same page with, with mm -hmm. Nike or are they on a different page? They are on the same page. So during my HR screening, they, we specific, the HR recruiter or the recruiter um, had three things that was like a yes, no. Are you vaccinated? Here's the salary range. Is this acceptable? And would you be willing to relocate? Wow. That was during the screening. Man. And then like now this upcoming week, um, you actually have to upload your vaccination information, which I, I had to do it for my job here. So it wasn't an issue for me to say yes. Um, but yeah, it was a part of the HR screening. Interesting. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's funny because I know that I know that Nike got such a I don't want to say backlash. Like I didn't think it was an issue, um, right. but they did Depends get a lot of backlash. Yeah. Well, so and Adidas didn't. Right. Well, I don't think Adidas came out and said they were firing people. I think uh, I don't think yeah. they, I don't think that's what happened um, with Adidas. But they do have them. They do have their requirement, right? Mm -hmm. But Adidas, but Nike came out and said you you're fired if you don't, you know, get vaccinated, but which I think it got pushed by Supreme, the Supreme court. So it's not actually happening. Um, they can actually fire people, but we'll see. I mean, we can't tell people what to do anymore after two years. Like you're just going to continue to be, no, you know, I won't even say it. <laughs> We won't even go there. We won't even go there. <laughs> yeah, it's it's all been for me. I I I was I was told about not this time. Maybe I think April, April last year. I was told that before we came back to the office, people had to be vaccinated. So yeah. it was always it was always a thing. Um, I was never I never not I never expected it to not be. So I was really surprised that people were like well, this doesn't make sense or this isn't reasonable or people should have a choice. Um, well, well, there is a, there is an alternative because my, me working for the city, like we knew it was going to come down to that. Like you were, because of the mandates that come from, you know, the city, the, the county, the state, yeah. uh, we knew it was going to come down to, if you work for the city, you work for the state, you work for the county, you're going to be required to get vaccinated type of thing. Right. Um, so, but what they did here with the city, um, you submit your vaccination or you get tested weekly. So that's the alternate is, okay, well, you, if you're not going to do it, just get tested. Yeah. I think we don't even, yeah, well, Yale set up, uh, they set up like a board with basically a bunch of doctors and I believe some people from HR and from the president's office and you had to submit and they would review your submission and see if you were eligible. They, they required twice a week testing. And wow. even when people came back from break, um, all of our students, even though they were all vaccinated, they all had to get tested twice weekly for the first two weeks that they were back. Yeah. So they're very like, you have to do it. And yeah. I think also because we have some people on campus who are immunocompromised and then there's, you know, there's like the medical campuses and medical schools. So it's very, it's very like, they're very adverse to um, risk. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. I get that. 
which I, mean, I think most companies are. Most mm-hmm. big, big brand companies are like, yeah, I don't, I'm not going to give, give up any of my money or anything for a lawsuit. So. Oh yeah. But I mean, if you want to work for these big companies, I mean, I had to say, yes, I'm vaccinated. So, and I don't know, like, I guess I'd be curious now, like if someone said, no, I'm not vaccinated I don't plan on it. Like, are you, would they still consider you even though you're a strong candidate? Well, there's that competition. Like you said, there's always that one per. There's always somebody I'm sure that is yeah. willing to get <laughs> to get that job. So that's true. That's true. I went above and beyond by getting vaccinated. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Yeah, yeah. That, so that was a lovely conversation. So you move in April. Mm-hmm. And so anything you have to do haven't done in Houston that you that you're trying to race to get done before before then rodeo go to rodeo that is the only thing on my list that I have not done is go to rodeo interesting yeah is that like a big thing I didn't even know that was it's a huge thing here I thought that that was more Dallas San Antonio no rodeo in Houston is huge yeah interesting that's the the only because I went to a Texans game I went to a Dodgers game um I haven't gone to Galveston but I don't really care to go to Galveston you know what actually I would have I have not gone to Mardi Gras or New Orleans and it's literally right here so that's kind of one thing that I would have loved to be able to go which I could probably still go I have a friend here who's a traveling nurse now and she's in New Orleans so I could probably make that a weekend thing before I leave, um, considering how close I, I am. And what kind of, so I know Houston is, 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 is culturally, they just have a lot more going on. Um, are there any shops or boutiques or anything in, in Portland? I feel like I don't, like I hear about all these different shops and stuff in like Houston, but, or, or Dallas, or Louisiana, or Atlanta, but you never hear like, oh, there's all these boutiques and shops in in Portland. That's a good question. I haven't even thought about that. The only thing I know in Portland is like everyone has to go to is Deadstock Coffee. Never heard of that. Really? No. That's, I know he just had like, he actually just had a a Adidas collaboration, um, but that's the only thing. Cause even when I went to Portland before, like, I mean, years ago, um, Deadstock was on my list to go to, um, salt and stow. I think it's called it's the ice cream place. But as far as like boutiques, I don't think of, I don't know of any, I think, I mean, when you go to Portland, you just know, like you can go to the employee store for Nike and then Adidas has their employee store. Mm. That is a good question because when I went, yeah, I don't remember like specifically going to any boutiques at all. I mean, do I don't have any here either. Yeah. So. I was like, do you know of any in Portland? I don't really know. Yeah, that's interesting. I'm just curious about the culture because I feel like I don't know anyone in, in Portland. So I'm always like, is it just Nike and Adidas out there? And then like, that's that's it, right? And I'm going to do some research and get back to you. All right. I need to know. I need to know. Because I will go. So I, I do plan on spending like three or four days in Portland in March um, just to like meet the team and stuff and kind of 
apartment search a bit more, but yeah. So I'm going to look into that. I am definitely going to look into that. Cause I don't know, even the people that I know that live there, like they don't obviously as Nike employees, you know, they don't do, but I would go, I would still go, like I would still go and find boutiques and visit them. But yeah, I'll have to do some research and let you know. We'll have to do part two, Portland research. <laughs> I know. What about, so you, are you, I don't even know if you're a big coffee drinker. Are you a big coffee drinker? Huge. I'm a huge, I don't go a day without coffee. Oh, so that's going to be great. Yes. Yes. I do not like, I, I am a cranky person without coffee. Like I don't even drink water first. When I get up, I drink coffee first. <laughs> that is how much of a coffee drinker I am. Like it's kind of annoying. I think I was running late this morning, so I didn't have coffee until I came home from work and I had a migraine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's how much of a caffeine. The caffeine addict. headaches are real. Those are, those are yeah. a thing. Those are a right. real big thing. So yeah, I'm huge coffee and my friends here, I don't know if you've seen it. I've go, I go to this coffee uh, spot called tipping point and they're, they're good friends with, um, dead stock in Portland. So he, he even was just like, let me know if you want to make that introduction. I'm like, sure. Eventually. Right. Um, but yeah, so I'm a huge coffee. That's a, that's a whole, whole different world. Coffee. The, the coffee. Yeah. Yes, it is. It definitely is. Mm-hmm. So, but I well, think there's cool. a future with collaborating with coffee spots and sneaker culture. So, yeah, I mean, I think, I think it's, it's, I think there's, there's some stagnation of doing like the same sneaker boutiques and, and stuff all the time. And mm-hmm. obviously, you know, New Balance did Paperboy in Paris, you know, mm-hmm. um, you just said Adidas did something with, with dead stock. So it seems like it seems like a cool a cool collab to do yeah oh yeah I'm excited to meet more people in Portland I feel like I'm a friendly person so so what are your ambitions long term for for just I guess your career because I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put you in the spot and ask you are you planning on staying with Adidas forever or (laughs) or Uh, anything like these last year and a half to almost two I'm just gonna say two years of living in Houston anything is possible. Um, I mean, I did not expect to get this role rather quickly, obviously. So what I, who knows what my future is going to look like at Adidas. I might truly just fall in love, you know, head over heels, like working for them as a company and the position I'm going into. So um, I don't know if I want to tell people just yet what exactly that role is, but I'll tell you offline, obviously. Um, I'm two promotions away from director level. And that, I mean, will definitely be a goal, 100%. Like, it's the just, director level. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm 30. Like, why, why would I not reach for that? So, yeah. Yeah. Um, and even, so for <laughs> temporarily, like, I'm reporting to the VP of non-procurement. So I just think personally, like, I'm a really good employee. Like, I just know I'm going to get to those points without a doubt. Interesting. Yeah, because I wasn't sure if, procurement was going to be like the thing that you stuck with or if you had goals of like moving laterally to something else or I mean definitely we'll see after I get my MBA because who knows I might just really hate supply chain (laughs) I'm not a fan of math so that's probably why I probably I won't be a fan of supply chain but 
I definitely want to be in the realm of product. I definitely want to see if I can combine that. Um, I would just be curious to see what that looks like, you know, buying product for um, a big company like this, but we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Cause are you, cause you're doing, you're doing global or you're doing USA? US. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's good. So then global is a, global yeah, strategy global. is still yeah. like another, another, another whole other world you can sort of venture yeah. into. Yeah. So it's, I mean, the opportunities are endless for me at this point, I feel like. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's good. That's mm-hmm. so cool. Um, yeah. I don't purchase Adidas enough, but you're going to make me have to look a little absolutely. bit more <laughs> and see what's out there. Might as well just start a group chat of like, so what do we think about this? Like, <laughs> I definitely, I mean, we're going to have to like invent our Adidas lifestyle. Like at least I am right. Like I'm going to have to, cause I'm not just going to show up in a hoodie. Like I'm definitely going to dress it up a bit. Right. So yeah. You but, want to show people that you're invested, that you, that you kind of have done, done some homework and, and you're really, you're really trying to ride you know yeah, it was it's so funny because that he my um boss now my boss now he did ask me so what about adidas <laughs> that was a tricky question for me <laughs> i definitely finessed that response i will say <laughs> oh man yeah because i didn't do much research i mean obviously you know your basics about adidas but um nothing too crazy for me <laughs> in that response have they have they talked to you about not being able to do things like this? Because I know for me personally, I've I've had people from Nike or or other places that I've wanted to do conversations with and they're not allowed to do any media. Yeah. Well, I don't deal with product. So that's probably the difference. Mm, okay. Um, they, I don't, I maybe, maybe I'll find out here shortly, you know, in an orientation, like, what I'm allowed to do and what I'm not allowed to do. But again, I don't deal with product. So yeah, that, that might be my saving grace here. Yeah. And, oh, well, Reebok's gone. So you can't wear Reebok. It Reebok is still a part of them though. It's a subsidiary. Is it? I thought it was gone, gone. It's not gone, gone. I don't, you know what? You might be right because the H, the recruiter that I was working with worked for Reebok. And I think she was transitioning at the end of um, February. Uh, could have that could be it. But I don't see why they wouldn't let you buy a Reebok. Yeah, that's you... gonna be interesting. That would be an interesting yeah. question. Yeah, um, but you bought the company, so. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. That is a really good question. I'm gonna have Reebok to ask. And who they do they have any other subsidiaries that would be interesting to? Reebok's the only one I know of. What other ones do you know of? I have no oh, idea. Okay. <laughs> I, I just like, know Reebok too. I was wondering. Yeah, I was like, I that know, was like, the only one I knew. I know um, Nike has like, you know, Converse, you could rock. Right. And, right. You know, um, I know if you're like at Saucony, they have like all the Wolverine brands. So, you know, you have Sperry and all that stuff that you could wear as well. So just curious if like there's anything outside of just the three stripes that yeah. might be of interest. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to, I'll have to do, we're definitely gonna have to do a 2.0 version of this after I start. And see. What have we learned? Yeah, <laughs> what have we learned these first couple of months? 
Um, it'll have to be one I when I live in Portland too. So yeah, we can get the inside scoop of the boutiques there. Definitely, definitely. Um, well, I don't want to hold you up. I know you're 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 diving into your your Moet a little. Yeah, well, it's gone now, but I do have to pack for my trip here in a so I haven't even packed yet. So I need to do that here, like now. <laughs> well, I'm not gonna hold you. Um, unfortunately, no spring training for LA. <sighs> what is going on with the lockout? Man, I am so disappointed because I was definitely looking forward to going back home. Um, because you know, you grew up in a spring training area, and my parents actually live like 20 minutes from the Dodger Stadium in Glendale. So that kind of sucks, but yeah, I don't think we're going to get training, any type of baseball until mid-March. If that, if that, because they still need like, I think it's like 21 to 28 days of training. Mm -hmm. So if they even come to a consensus this next week, they, we won't see baseball until April. That sucks. That's yeah. yeah. Are they, cause, yeah, because they're not even, I think they're not even meeting till like Wednesday. I thought they were meeting every day next week. Oh, is it every day next week? I thought, I thought the first day that they, oh, I heard the 23rd. When's the 23rd? Oh, okay. Cause that's Wednesday, right? Yeah. Hmm. I mean, you guys don't need an extra couple of days off. So, <laughs> but yesterday, wasn't it yesterday's meeting? They only met for 15 minutes. Yeah. Oh, and I talked to, so one of my, co-workers he's a huge Astros fan made sure to put Astros stickers all over my desk before I left today so <laughs> not fair but um like him and I talked about it and I'm like so what do you think like he's really like, he even coaches baseball um and he was just like I mean to be honest everyone's just being greedy everybody oh, that's it. That's all it is. so yeah I told him I was like who do you think has to compromise and it's like they all have to obviously but what's the what's that like middle I don't think there's I don't even know what they know what that middle looks like no because and the thing is after after the past two shortened seasons like you would think that they would just be looking to get out there and get a full season under their belt and just everybody right. have like a straight but now yeah. they're gonna mess it up again they're yeah gonna mess it up we're gonna get another shortened season and they're going to turn off, they're going to turn off more fans. They are everybody. Cause I was already planning. Um, I was going to Chicago for another baseball game out there. Philly was on my list. And then from Philly, DC, I was going to do Philly and DC back to back because I think in May they play Philly and DC. And I know that's a like quick train ride, right? From Philly yeah. to DC. Yeah, so yeah. that's, that's what I was like this really sucks. Like, I'm like, you all, you guys better figure this out soon. Cause I need to go back. And I, I mean, you, you know, I'll travel for baseball. So yeah, need to, I need to go to Boston. That is on my list. Boston is on my list. Yeah. Boston's dope. Um, did you ever hit city field? I've done city field. Yes. No. Yes. Maybe not. Cause I know you were supposed to do city field, but then you, had to postpone, but I don't know if. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, I have not done City Field. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Cause I was supposed to go in September. City Field is, I'm not supposed to say this, but City Field is, is probably better than, than Fenway. <gasps> oh, okay. Well, like, Fenway like from okay. a, from a, from a, 
from an aesthetic perspective like yeah like Fenway is Fenway is gangster because it's just is baseball like you want to yeah. go see baseball yes Fenway yes. is Fenway yes. but like you want to have a fun that's experience true. that's true however I need the only reason why I want to go back to fin, Fenway well mm, yeah no I see what you're saying I see what you're saying because yeah that is baseball that is baseball there it's legit yeah. it is dang I need to go this is the year I'm trying to go I'm trying to go yeah. We'll have them have them get their get their stuff together. You can either come this year or you could come next year when you go run. That's true. Definitely trying to go get into Boston. Hopefully, I get into London. That is the goal this year, though. Yeah. Well, I have no doubt you'll you'll probably secure a spot. Thanks. <laughs> That'd be cool. Well, I'll let you get to packing. Um, we get to set up part two. I'm yes. I'm excited to hear how things go after you after you are officially on board. Um, but congratulations again, well deserved. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. I'm 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 waiting to see the fits. I gotta see the Adidas fits. I Maybe I can get some some inspiration. <laughs> we'll see. I'm I'm looking right now. So yeah. yeah, I'm extremely excited. Thank you. You've been a part of the journey too. So thanks for that. I'm just, I'm just happy to see people win. Happy to see good people win. And I need more connects. And <laughs> <laughs> you do. You're going to be like Greg now. He's all about Ivy Park. And he's like, maybe I do like Ivy Park. <laughs> no, I, don't. I will tell you this right now. I'm not a big fan of Ivy Park. What I do, I like from Adidas is the ZX stuff. They do really cool. Like, I like that. I like some of their soccer stuff. Yeah, I like, I like like I said before, the trail running stuff. I yeah. think I think Kip did a few of their trail running shoes and those are really cool. Other than that, yeah, not not that big on them. I'm excited to get into soccer because I've never been a soccer buff. So that'll that'll help me. Because my boss is from the UK. So oh, we talked about cool. baseball and he was like, I don't really know baseball. And I'm like, well, I don't really know soccer. So we could teach each other a couple go. of things here. <laughs> already, so. already starting to network. I see yeah. it. Yes. So, but yeah, I'm excited. All right. Well, yeah, I'll let you know when this is going to go up. Oh, okay. Yeah. And uh, let me know if there's anything you need me to edit out (laughs) once you have your HR meeting. I think I'll be fine, but I will let you know. All right. (laughs) right. Have a good one. You too. Bye. Bye.